Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome along. Monday night, 8 p.m., the online darts live lounge returns. How are we, gentlemen? All good. All good. Good evening. Good evening. How, how are we? Been up to much apart from ref and gob? How's your feet? They're dead, mate. Absolutely <laughs> dead. <laughs> well done, Mike. Well done, Mike. Good week. Well done. Check. I mean, go on, say it. Say it. <laughs> no, you did well, mate. I said I messed you out the weekend as well. I just enjoyed winding you up. Um, before we jump into everything, let's say hello in the chat room. Tommy is in. Wim, how we doing? Bob, Kyle, Kieran, welcome along. Of course, Rob is in. Cameron, how we doing? Davey, Craig, Zane, James, Connor. Anthony is in. How are you, my friend? Really good show the weekend. Thoroughly enjoyed the Continental Cup, and we'll be talking about that, of course, tonight. How we doing? Um, Max, evening, Paul. Um, and for all those that haven't seen, over on our Facebook page, the event is now live. The live round is live. The date is there. Um, head over, have a look. If you can come, we'll massively appreciate your support. Um, and also, fingers crossed, as part of the tour that's happening, we obviously had a chat with Dan at the weekend. If this goes well, we may do one in the northeast of the country coming up at Dan's Gaff as well. You, you, were, in the, you were in the stream when we were talking about doing it. Yeah, it's just a long way, isn't it? Um, <laughs> also, looking long, long way ahead, we may do a live lounge live with you boys in one part and us live in New York for the World Series next year as well. I was chatting to the boys across the uh, the pond and we might try and sort a bit of a, a dual broadcast out for Madison Square Garden Week. Only an online dart. We haven't done our first one and now we've got three planned. We've penciled stuff in already, yeah. Um, yeah, and also we know nothing about these plans, and all I've just heard there is you're not worth us taking to New York with you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, someone's I'm got a hold of the fort here. I'm busy that day. Why? There's nothing <laughs> on that day. 
<laughs> um, uh, who else is Stephen Adventure Hog Nico? How are we doing? Brock, uh, out. Um, Gary says flying. Yes, he is. Evening, Paddy. Um, yeah, look, plenty going on. Uh, Cal wasn't meant to be in about half eight, he's been held up, so he's going to jump in as soon as he's home. So it may just be we may just segue him in when he jumps on. Um, but first of all, let's go straight to the pro tours, boys, because. It was four days of grueling action. Um, and before we jump into how good Gary Anderson, I mean, the, the, the winners and the riders, um, is four days too much? Because on that last day, it was absolute carnage with pullouts. Some of them premeditated. Are you trying to say that Gezi already plans to do two days and go home? Would I say that about my best mate? <laughs> to, to be fair, when Jared Cole said on his Facebook he had the call up, we went, that's Gezi before it even been announced. <laughs> it's it's no real surprise. It's four very, very long days. So we was expecting it. Um and we can't talk about players managing diaries and then or managing calendar and whatever, and then not be surprised when we have a four four um, back to back days that people are going to pull out. It's to be well, we can be surprised a little bit because the same players that have said I want them in blocks of four to get them all out of the way, and then withdrawn after two. Mister Ward number one, a world champion, Michael Smith. I'm looking at you. But let's remember the dark players say a lot of things and then do something completely different. And that's the majority of them. So it's not a surprise that when they ask for this, i.e. if you look at some players who are really happy with the moving of Pro Tours, some people might then change the mind as that year progresses. There wouldn't be no real surprise that someone does it. Uh, I'm not going to play this until I'm invited and then invited and then playing it. <laughs> you know, there's a long list of times where players have, said certain things and then done quite the opposite. <laughs> it, it, it's it's an interesting one. It, it's, it really is. It's the timing of those four as well. We're coming into the busiest part of the year. It's obviously well publicised that year on year. This is when the TV tournaments really, really matter because you're building up for that Worlds. So why are you going to push yourself for four days if you don't need to? Well, this is my next point, and you. There's a word in there that you said, if you don't need to, there is very one. There's one high-profile name that will not be happening. Evening, John. Hope you are good, mate. Um, the information we've been given is that Nathan Aspinall will miss the last two Pro Tours as well, so he's given up Minehead. Right? Is that a good look when someone in the top four? And the world match play champ gives up on a major with four events to go. Two events though. Yeah, but he, gave, he pulled out the last oh, yeah, two. Yeah. So he'd so yeah. effectively given up with four yeah. to go. It's not a good look now. And for someone who has focused his attention on TV tournaments more than probably, or well publicised on TV tournaments more than the floor, it's strange that he's giving up the opportunity to especially knowing how important the place championship is for the world. Well, this is the other thing. It's not just 
the prep to get there. That, this is, that's the last chance to get it right before the World Championship. So effectively, Nathan Aspinall won't throw a competitive dart from however far he gets in the Grand Slam until the World Championship. Bold. Bravery, your parents had it too, said Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, which could be, even if you get to the final of the slam, you could still be looking at a, a one clear month before you've played throw a competitive dart. It's a risk. A big risk. We could see quite the opposite, though, and it could be benefit that you've got that much time off. I personally don't think it will, by the way. I'm just saying it's something that we're not used to, seeing anyone miss out on that Players' Championship, really. Yeah, it's it, it really is an interesting one. Um, and another point, uh, how are we doing before we go? Um, three, that's three words. Um, Joe is in, evening, James. Um, now, it was Callum that actually said something in, in our chat room, so it's kind of common knowledge because it was posted in front of hundreds of people. And we went back and had a look. I know that this will get God going, and by all accounts, that there are a few that are speaking up on this. The noise at the Pro Tours is now ridiculous. The fact that we could hear loud and clear the other room from a streaming board is not great. Is this where I'm supposed to lose my temper? <laughs> well, you did on the stream the other day. You were like, it should be quiet. And... Well, it should. Then the rules, isn't it? It's, it's not difficult. And at that point, either the PDPA, the security staff, or the PDC need to step up, plain and simple. That might need to be your new quote, by the way. Them the rules, in it. <laughs> <laughs> Them the rules, in it. Just once, just once a week on a Monday if to drop that in, that would be great. Then the rules. <laughs> I'm more worried that Vincent's about to rip your head off. <laughs> I love my mate Vinny. But it's, it's an interesting thing that it almost sounds like players are going to boycott Pro Tours unless something happens. I think that's one of them instant reactions, say it, but realise that actually you don't really have a choice but to turn up to them, if I'm being honest. One of them might not do, but the, the one of them that was in the conversation certainly has a choice because he's going to win, win enough money in the Euro Tour to bin the Pro Tours off. Which one? Michael. Smith? No. MVG. Oh. Fair enough. But there's Boring. only there's, we talk about wedding instead. There's Someone only there. um there's only so many people who can bin off who can bin off Pro Tours. Oh. There are, but when your flagship player or players are doing it, it's an issue. They're doing it now. It's if they've been doing it for years. Phil Taylor used to do it all the bloody time. It's been an issue for a decade if you're saying it like that. And they still just carried on with the same system. If you have the top four or five who decide not to play in any of the 30, then it's a bit different because that'll have a knock-on effect to the Players' Championship. I don't see that happening. They will still turn up and play when they want to play. Yeah. 
Does it, if they're not finding the form they need to on TV and you've got a pro tool that you can fall back on, even though you've said I'm not playing in any, you're going to use that if it's going to have a positive impact on your career instead of what you've said. As we started the show off with, don't play a side lot and don't follow it up. This is probably one of those, isn't it? It's interesting. I, I, I think it's a genuinely think the pro tours at a crossroads because effectively they're, they're worthless. They're not the important as they used to be. And they should be, by the way. And I genuinely think something needs to happen to breathe life back into the pro tours and make them relevant and make everyone and every one of those one to eight want to play in them. I because at the worry. moment, that, that they've got no, that it's literally lowest of the low. To the point where we've seen that exhibitions are more important. That won't change. You can't financially reward players with guaranteed money like they can get exhibitions. It's never going to change. We've seen we've seen a player not go to two qualifiers because of exhibitions. So I don't think that's a pro tour argument. That's just the money that's in exhibitions is. That's not even exhibitions. You think there were three players that left at the weekend, two for a wedding and one for a football game. Allegedly. (laughs) I did notice there was no Instagram post this week for the football one. (laughs) Do you think he was told? No idea. Um... (laughs) He's gone all shy all of a sudden. He he, He was quite bold at the weekend. He's changed since he had a, a microphone in front of him for the whole week. He's changed his mind, I'm telling you. He's changed since he's got to be a good boy and he can't say stuff now. Fuck off. <laughs> Gob's been silenced. Time. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll jump straight into the pro tours. Um, no, don't want coming soon. There we are. Players' Championship, first of all. Where's... Um, most Wednesday's gone. Oh, okay. Josh Rock. It's not in the recent. It's further down. Yeah, they've archived one of the four. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Um, so Gary Anderson is ridiculous. Let, 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 let's get that one in there first of all. Look, Gary Anderson went back to back on on the Pro Tours, and it was impressive, wasn't it? Is he back? No. Does he need to win a TV title to to have that claim? No. Not necessarily a TV title, but he needs to go head to one of the big boys and come out on the right side of it on TV for me. He needs to go and bash up MVG in a quarterfinal of a Grand Slam or something. Do you know what I mean? Despite all this form on the floor, and despite the fact he's actually playing Euro Tours, and he seems in an incredibly good space, whenever you have a conversation with him or get bashed up on a pool table by him. I, I still think he's got that, a bit like Daryl Gurney, he's still got that game where he just bins it off on TV. Him. I, I think he's well and truly back. I, I'm not sure about the manner of the win, but I think he's got to put himself in a, in a, in a final at least. To, to say that's the case. Because, and when we are saying, and this is not sliding Darry Anderson off at all, it's quite the opposite. It's because saying he's backed that level of him being to that level, again, is ridiculously high. 
the yes. standard he's playing at the minute is is unbelievable. However, to deliver that over a week long tournament, that for me is when we say he's back. I know you're yeah. gonna say he's Phil, but I think we need to see that over a, a longer period on TV where he's he's not gonna put in the numbers he put in on Wednesday over that sort of period as that some of them are just ridiculous. But to get them wins and to progress to the deeper parts of the slam or the worlds, then I think we can say he is. So are you saying if he wins the players' championship, doesn't count because it's only over a weekend? No, don't put words in people's mouths. But at the same you time, said yes, you, have, you said yes until far another week-long tournament. Okay. <laughs> There's still a hesitancy to say Gary is back to level he was because when Gary was at that level, Gary was one of the top three players in the world. At the minute, there's an argument he's one of the top 10 most informed players right now. But is he one of the top three players in the world that's that's fighting for the, the every single major? No. And that's the le- that's the levels you hold Gary, ha- Gary Anderson to. Right. I think he's top three in every seasonal average table going. Seasonal. And what's he done on TV this year? You're judging him on a season average. What's he done on TV yes. this year? Just to quote what you said earlier, Pro Tours are worthless, were your words earlier on, Phil. If they're all they the are, worthless I'm, tournaments. I'm just judging our numbers. They are at the moment. I agree they are worthless. But looking at his num- seasonal numbers. Okay, so right now he's Brendan Dolan or Ian White 10 years ago. He's not Gary Anderson five years ago. He's not done it on TV yet. You cannot say he's back until Gary Anderson is up there contending for TV titles every single time he steps foot on the hockey. And he just has not done that this year yet. There's a difference. If he goes to a slam quarterfinal, the Players' Championship semi-final, he goes three rounds into the Euros and makes a semi-final at the Alexander Palace, Gary Anderson's back. I'll let you have that all day long. But what he's done on TV so far this year, for me, isn't enough, despite the fact Daryl Gurney pulls a performance out of his ass that we haven't seen for five years from him at the match play. Rob Cross averages 112 to beat him at the Masters. The The performances that are beating me on TV, apart from one, have been ridiculous. The only one was the Gilding one where I just think he couldn't be asked. He just gave up. But we're well, definitely back then if he can't be asked. <laughs> Much more like the Gary we know. Yeah, but the, the performances that it's taken to stop him on TV have been ridiculous. It's not as if he's gone out with a whimper. It's, ta- it's Rob Cross's best TV performance of the year to beat him. Daryl Gurney's best performance in five years on TV. But in, in playing, yeah, in playing, no, there's, there's in playing really well and not then over the line for me, isn't Darry Anderson being backed? Yeah, he still got beat. I said the same when I said Michael was back and everyone was down, and I'm saying the same about Gary. Does Liverpool were ten millimeters away from an unbeaten Centurion season? We finished second, one fuck all. Not the same, mate. I didn't see you asking for a replay this week when VAR helped you out. I mean. It's because a referee made a decision based on what they saw. Oh. You know it's completely different. And it always has been. Don't show, gentlemen. Don't show. Look, the, the way he dismantled Gerwin Price in the last 16 was, was vintage. Yes, now go and do it in the last 16 the slam, and then he's back. Go and beat Gezi at Aldersley. Go on. I'd fancy and I'll him, bow down to the all-worthy Scott. I'd the quite, actual no, true I'd Scott as well. Because of the top five Scots, only one of them from Scotland. <laughs> the top five Scots, only one of them from Scotland. 
It's an exaggeration, isn't it? Like, yeah, I was going to say, because Cammy's <laughs> definitely got a ridiculous Scottish accent. So <laughs> suits. <laughs> suits, Menzies. Ross Montgomery, he can have that one. Yeah, that's, that, that's a good point. He's made a TV final this year. Jamie Clark, Andy Bolton. He's about as Scottish as I am. Well, for that, he said that. The Tenerife Tan. Anyway, go back to the fact that Gary has made a TV final this year. Carried by Peter Wright. His fellow stuff. <laughs> I love it when he said that because he's trying he's trying not to make himself laugh. <laughs> no, I end up everybody watching, don't I? Hi everyone. <laughs> um, but anyway, back 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 to back to the first block of players' championships. Um Good run for Josh Rock as well, and, and that was needed. Very Get needed. To the final. Yeah, very needed. Um, a lot of talk about him due to the, the round running when he first broke onto the pro tour scene, but only stopped by Dando on a day that, let's be honest, he was always going to win it when he's playing the way he is, but very, very good from Josh Rock throughout the day. Yeah. Very difficult to the final. The win over... The, the big question mark for me was that Damer then Rob Cross, especially being someone who you're constantly practicing with at that sort of stage of the day, and to come through that one um, was very, very impressive. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to Player Championship 26, Ryan Joyce does it every year at some point. We'll pop up and get to a Pro Tour final or win one, and this was the day, and he was solid all day. Relentless, some would say. <laughs> Don't look down the camera as soon as you say that. <laughs> Straight down the lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, solid. Look, when Ryan Joyce gets it right, he is very, very difficult to beat. He just keeps chugging along. Double 16 is just at the end of his fingertips whenever he wants it. Uh, and he produced some sensational performances. And to, to produce that against Gezi in the final. Can't ask for more, really. Yeah, completely. Richie, Ed, um, Ed has getting to a semi-final as well. Luke Humphreys backing up that win. And Leicester getting to a semi-final. He didn't play day one. Um, but Peter Wright getting to a quarter-final. Does his chances of reaching Minehead the world of good? Like he's still not in a spot yet. But after this, it's now doable. Yeah. It's still... 50-50. Was it two and a half grand off? Something like that? Without looking? Or is it more? Some look. uh, it's more. Is it? Yeah, 275. 275. But obviously, throw into the mix that there's going to be more that will push slightly higher. What would you say about 17 and a half? I think Scott Williams is in. 17.75, I think, is enough. With two left. So what, just over four grand. Very much achievable for Peter Wright. However, and it's a bit however, the, is it, the reason he's in the position he is now is because of his form. And so a lot to ask. But possible. Yeah, we'll come on to who we think's safe in a minute. But looking back in as well, also good runs for Jose de Salza. Look, the average is not amazing, but winning games. 
for Jose, that's probably more important than anything else. I know you can say that about other players, but I think right now it's not been the best of years for Jose. So to better run in quarterfinals, uh, very, very much needed. Yeah. For the special one. Yes. Because all, all of a sudden he's going to have to start defending an awful lot of money, isn't he? Is the thing. Twenty second. Fifty four grand come off between now and Christmas as well. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Um, moving on. Now, I was buzzing for this final because if you'd have pulled this, if you'd have pulled this semi final lineup out of the day before a. Dart was thrown. If you'd have had Redick Sadansky, Connor Scott, Jean Van Veen, and Ricardo Petriscu, I'd say go and buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. And you would then probably flip the winners round, the the results round in the form of Van Veen and Yeah, you'd have you'd have Petrescu final. In, in favourites at that sort of yeah. time, you'd expect that to be the other way around. Uh, and that sort of summed up the day. Yeah, 100%. I had a chat with Connor Scott after the final, just dropped him a message saying, well done. And he was chatting. He said, look, I got a bit overwhelmed in the final. First first big one. and But he's given himself a massive chance of keeping his tour card now as well. My favourite part about this was someone tweeting, oh my God, isn't this the most random and hilarious final you've ever seen? Sagansky versus Connor Scott. And Connor replying, yeah, I couldn't agree more, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, evening, mate. So hope you are good, mate. Uh, he said, well done, Jack. Top job. Also, Jeez, I'll be over soon. I need to pop in. So yeah. I'm going to try and time it with a Thursday so I can play in the 1001 comp you do. Yeah, and then do a bit of a recce. But we are heading to Macy's Prince of Wales pub for the Live Lounge Live Monday, December the 11th. I'm buzzing for it. Um, no, no Christmas jumpers is right, isn't it? Christmas right. jumpers are, an, are a must. No. You know the only Christmas jumper I have is Felice Nabby lad from two years ago from the LFC. I'm going to buy you a proper Christmas jumper. It's got Nabby Cater on it, mate. If you want me a Christmas jumper, it's going to have Nabby Cater's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even um, play for us anymore. Police now, be lad. <laughs> yeah, too, too far. I can't, I can't wait for the live line. Tiz is coming down as well. You know, it's going to be good. Um. So yeah, going back to it. But Sadansky, this year he's been threatening to go berserk though, because he's posted big numbers in previous occasions on Pro Tours. It's not even that. There was a genuine argument that in the build-up to the World Cup, Radek Zaganski was the best Polish darts player on the planet. He was. He was absolutely superb. Week in, week out, he was out doing both his compatriots on the tour. Uh, he was going deeper and deeper in every event, and he just seemed to run out of time to make his stake for that Poland World Cup team. If there was another weekend, another two events, I have absolutely no doubt he would have been in that Poland World Cup team. He was right up there. Following that tournament... Uh, Christoph Ratajski has returned to, to be in Poland's number one. He's, he's put in some very consistent performances over the last couple of weeks. But this is just Sagansky stepping up going, actually, no, I'm still here. Don't you worry about me. 
Yeah, oh, completely. Um, but good stuff from him. Also, Mike Clevenhoven, Neil Zonneval getting to quarterfinals. But what a warm-up for Moda Super Series Champions Week. Daryl Pilgrim getting to the last 16 of a pro tour. And surely, like, like Luke Littler, who we bear farewell to at the Super Series, we're not going to see Daryl Pilgrim in 2024 at the Super Series, are we? Because he's too good not to have a card. Are you telling me there are 128 players better than Daryl Pilgrim? But he's not in that bracket? Not right now. And for his sake, I, I hope we don't see him. Like, look, pardon me, there is that selfish. Actually, the better players that aren't getting cards, the better for the Super Series mm-hmm. and, and whatever else that goes along with it. But my one issue is just the sheer amount of pressure Daryl is going to be under now because everybody knows what he's capable of. The fact he went and broke back-to-back records down there, the fact that he is doing what he's doing when he gets call-ups, the fact that everybody's going, well, he's going to get a tour card through Q School, which isn't isn't a walk in the park, no matter who you are, no matter what level you play at. It's not simple just rock up and go, well, I've been the best for the last nine months to give me a card, because that's not how that side works. And I'm just a bit worried with Champions Week next week, as well as this, that perhaps... It, it might go against him. Daryl Pilgrim has flourished when he's been able to go under the radar and catch people out and, and underestimate Daryl Pilgrim. Possibly, but I think I think he's learned to deal with that pressure better. I doubt that. It's, it is that lottery aspect of it. There's no denying right now he's in the, the form of a top one to eight player. But that's not who that competition's against when you are at Houston and you can come up with then some rotten draws or some fantastic performances and just not have that look. So he's going to be favourite. He's going to be on the tip of many people's tongue. But anyone getting through that is still a bit asked. Well, I'm just, just looking, right? I'd, I haven't got the exact numbers off the top of my head. But Daryl Pilgrim this year has earned more money than a lot of tour card holders. And he's only played as a top up. Those last two pro tours, if there's a lot of pullouts and Daryl Pilgrim gets called up for both, it's not, it would take two very good days, but it's not beyond the rounds. He could gate crash my head. I think it's a stretch. So, yeah. I'm also a bit worried about the timing because doesn't that then... It's an issue. I agree. The last yeah. two Pro Tours are in Champions Week. Oh, he may have a decision to make. 25 grand or 20 grand. I'm playing, I'm playing Champions Week. I'm sorry. I, I'm with you. I would as well, but I don't know how... Daryl's mind works. I think it has to be Champions Week. I think it does as well. No, I agree with you. But all I'm it's, saying it's, is, it's a bit, it's a lot bigger decision if you sat in the Peter Wright position, maybe and up. Then it's a bit different. But right now. The opportunity to earn that money and going into it, 
let's be honest, if he's not favourite, he's certainly one of them to pick up that title. What days are the... Ch- is it Thursday and Friday or Wednesday and Thursday? Wednesday, the Thursday. Because he could have won Group A, <laughs> gone and played the two Pro Tours and come back. Yeah, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday. Grand Slam qualifier Friday. Finals night Saturday. Probably playing county for somebody on the Sunday. It's interesting. It, it, it really is. Um... Scott, no, not yet. Cal's running late. Um, we don't know exactly what time he's going to be on. Um, he messaged me about an hour ago saying he's running late. So he, as soon as he's available, he's going to shoehorn him in. Um, so that's the, the four events and the four win. Oh, sorry, Ross Smith winning the, the last event. And again, this had been coming, but it was the comeback against Dom Taylor in the semi final because he looked dead and buried at one point. As you said, it's, it has been coming. It's, it's Ross Smith. And going into this weekend, it's the perfect timing for Smudger to that out of the line, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's not hypercritical now, but it does put Danny Knopper on the bubble, by the way, as well. Uh, Ross Smith and Damon Hetter have both won two Pro Tours. As is Danny Nopper, but he's currently in that final spot through that ranking um, because he's higher ranked. So it goes on number of Pro Tours. If they if Pro Tours are required to fill the spots, number of Pro Tours followed by that's equal your world ranking. So a win for Damon Hetter or Ross Smith in any of the final two Pro Tours would leapfrog Danny Nopper. The other thing to consider is that should two players that have already qualified through TV events, Michael Smith, Van Gerwen, Aspinall, Humphreys, Dobie, Gildin, Price, Clayton, Cross, Peter Wright, Gary Anderson, um, win or be the final two in the European Championships, another two spots would then go to the Pro Tour because there's not been enough diversity in the Euro Tour winners. Interesting. Uh, how are we doing, Missy? Hope you are good. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll touch as far on as I'm aware. One, two, three, four. No, I think I don't think there is. I want to just off the top of my head. I mean, you look at the majors. Ooh. There'll be a lot of spots floating around, and well, I don't know. Those two are included. So if there's, it would just be those two spots to the Pro Tours, I think. But each of them comes off. If there's new players in the final of the Euro European champs, right? Okay. Interesting. Right. So after the block of Pro Tours, we'll touch on the players' championship first. Where's the cutoff line? Are we thinking? For what? Players' champs. Yeah. Uh, yes, Liam, he was. I'd take 17 and a half grand right now. You think yeah. Burton, but you're going Burton safe? Ish. Burton Williams is the line, I think. What's Purely the because of the number of players at the end of it, Dob. It don't work like that. <laughs> Purely because of the number of players below and the fact that then 
if Jermaine Watamena loses first round one day, he's then got to go two rounds the following day, sort of thing. So, I, 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 right now, I think Williams is safe. Burton safe. I'd say Williams because then everybody below has got to win at least their first round twice or go board finals. Yeah. And that's everybody, plus the threat of players jumping from below that as well. The next one, the one we all love, the World Championship race is a little tighter. Where are we going here? Uh, yes, Joe Kist is in the 64. Jules is safe. Go on. Are you celebrating Jules being safe? Or... Yeah. Okay. Big big fan of the walk-on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who listens back to this on the pod will think you've just celebrated that news, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've confirmed it. <laughs> um, so you we, are we? Are you saying Jules is safe? I'm saying that goal's getting ruled out. <laughs> There's panic as well, you know. That's gone too far. It's close. <laughs> I can't even see anything. I just thought the line. It, no, genuinely, it, it's close because he comes back from an offside position. Start show, Jen. Start show. It's funny though, isn't it? It's a bad um, finish as well. I'm um, going to say, I'm saying Menzies. Well, you're, you are playing it conservative. Again, though, it's the same logic. Like, there's, there's enough money around with two pro tours, players champs, Euros, Grand Slam qualifier as well. Let's not forget eight randomers are going to get into that. Um, after doing fuck all all year. Yeah, well deserved. Um, <laughs> but it's just oh. the sheer number of people that got to pass him. Yeah. I love that. Um, what a great tournament. Oh, Nothing yeah. wrong with it at all. Now try and say that without bursting out into a smile. Go on. <laughs> um, Alan Suter is in a horrible position right now because he's outside on both sides of the World Championship race. Thing is, if he gets there on a pro tour, he's probably earned enough to get there on the order of merit as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's three grand behind on both races. <laughs> Yeah, he's in. It's a real horrible position, isn't it? What's he like on the tour card race? A tour card race is fine. He's fine into this year, isn't it? His performance is yeah, not been the same as the year before. Hmm. Um, there. 
So he's defending a, a bit of the worlds from two years ago. He's then he defending two quarterfinals or two last sixteens. Last sixteen, I think. Yeah, the, the tour card race is thirty nine. He's fine. Yeah, the, the pressure on suits is next year if he doesn't finish this year well or that's the world's because of how well he's done in year one. Um, but he's probably going to have to go and come through that Grand Slam qualifier where eight people make it gob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a very good chance. What joke? You wait as well. You watch. Some somebody is going to go on a run at European Championships, get in the final. Then Danny Nopper and/or Dirk Van Dijvenbroek are going to get knocked out of the current qualifying spot they're in from the Pro Tour, and then lose second round at the qualifier, and not be there. That's a huge statement. Not not just then he's actually mapped it out for us as well. Watch. Dirk won three Pro Tours in the first 10. He, um, he didn't start moaning until about 12 minutes past. He hasn't stopped since. <laughs> he was a slow burner tonight, warming double, but he's made it. Uh, so Gando's fine on, on every list running. He's in every tournament between now and the end of the year. He's no, fine. No. Um, Someone would say he's back. Absolutely. <laughs> can what? Can we tell the Ryan Meikle story? I guess so. That Ryan Meikle took the last pro tour off because it was his sister's wedding, and his sister got the date wrong, and he could have played. This wedding was the day after. That's a bit annoying. Was the wedding on a Monday? Sunday. (laughs) And he's a couple of grand outside the world. Livid. I wouldn't be attending a wedding. I'd be attending a fucking funeral. (laughs) Same thing. She can wear the dress if she really wants. Yeah. Uh, no problem at all, mate. Glad you popped in. Uh, evening, Lau. Hope you are all good. Um, so that was the the, the, the pro tour. He's only three thousand seven hundred and fifty off the players as well, just to rub it in. Yeah. Board finals fifteen hundred quid. He was two wins away from cutting that in half, basically. Um, so from there, we will go across the pond for the Continental Cup and Stowe Bunce is coming to the Grand Slam of Darts. And how much are we hoping he plays Peter Wright? Please. (laughs) Bash Peter Wright, the form he's in. I'm just thinking more the, the, the colours on show... He needs a variety in trousers. I've only ever seen him in purple ones. The shirts are bright, but he's always purple trousers. 
Yeah. We are sometimes critical on the most stupidest things ever, by the way. <laughs> um, oh, but before we before we dive into the the results, first of all, the tournament as a whole, really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the the, the setup, uh, the way it looked. Again, it's another step forward for the the CDC guys. I thought it was a a very good tournament again. Yeah, I like that they just haven't copied a, a big PDC event and gone, right, we need a stage, we need to raise it up, we need everybody here. It's it's all on one level, it, it looks decent, they've got their own little area, they've got their little quirky ways of doing things, the, the camera in the crowd, etc. Um, yeah, it's doing really well. Mind you, the one thing that I love, but God will hate, I love the fact they give the pen, the players their own marker pen for the walk-ons. No. <laughs> Why not? You're not a fan, Gob. It's not the time to sign fucking autographs. Get on with it. <laughs> it's just no. not, is it? Why not? It's just stupid. No problems, buddy. Uh, I hope everything's all right. Um, but yeah, going back to it, what, what what is wrong with signing autographs when you're walking to the stage? If the player's comfortable with it, what's wrong with it? No, I just, I can't be asked with it. One person did it and now everybody's done it because it's the thing to do. No, go out and sign autographs afterwards. You want to be that pally guy that signs autographs, go and do it. Go and be that character, not on your walk-on because everyone else is doing it. Get the fuck on with it. Yeah, but you haven't got time to do it afterwards because you get whipped off stage to go and do media. You can make time if you're that asked about signing autographs. No, I disagree. There's only about two of them that have got the power to go stick your interviews up your ass for 10 minutes. Well, doing... After interviews, they can pop back out. Well, during the next match? During the match, yeah. yeah. Loads of time, don't you worry. Stupid. You're stupid. You want them down the walk on? Yeah. Well, someone else is playing. They don't have to be down the walk on. They could be anywhere. They could be at the back of the room. They're not. Yeah, right, they're the room. Well, the, the security are not going to let players go out into the main auditorium at the back of the room. I've literally seen Dave Chisnell do it at the Premier League. When was, the, when was the last time Chisnell was in the Premier League? It was in Nottingham about six years ago, but yeah, Sam. <laughs> case, case in point. Before they started signing autographs on the fucking walk-on. I've got no issue while they're waiting, right? When when you're at the top of the walk-on and Johnny Mac's chatting or you're waiting for Peter Wright to stop prancing about or, or Devin Peterson to look at himself in his hand mirror, fine. Sign an autograph then, but the minute they cut to you, just get the fuck on with it. Nah. Yeah. No, I disagree. I disagree. The only thing that is worse than signing an autograph on the walk-on is Peter Everson snogging his missus' face off. No, that's horrific. But signing an autograph for fans no. is not an issue. No. Yeah, I'm with it. I said, if he was a pro, he'd definitely be getting booed, wouldn't he? Yeah. 
you'd be getting the full go in price treatment. Yeah, but we didn't need tonight's show for that to be proven. That was always going to be the case. <laughs> so you're telling me you won't sign? I've got Bruno's a ref this week on Facebook. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I need to stop setting up accounts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to, to the actual darts, before we get into the obviously the runners and the riders that, that we expect, there are two youngsters that I am genuinely excited about over in North America, and that's Jake McMillan and JT Davis. Two young lads that I think have got a huge future. Don't disagree. Very, very solid. Yeah. Yes, Cal. There's a, I just think there's a time and a place for it. And I'm not even that arsy or passionate about it. It's just these two clowns going, Haha, look at him, he's funny because he doesn't like this. And now it's become a thing, right? <laughs> Paul's answer is perfect, right? I'm, I'm, I'm old school in that in that sense. Go and sign it. Go and take if if you're genuinely passionate about growing it and signing autographs and whatever, go out in the bar with your fans after your game at events like that. Again, you wouldn't be allowed. The PDC would not let you out into a bar Watch in the me. arena to go and do Watch. that. I've seen their security. I'm bigger than all of them. Watch me. Mandy would eat you alive. Yeah. Have you in a headlock and cut you off quicker than anything. I'd murder her. Oh, I'm going to tell the mamas that you've ploughed her with. I'm going to tell her this. This is going to be interesting. God versus Mandy at the tavern. It's not going to be interesting. It's going to be one. No, it's going to be brutal. Has anyone seen Gob? Yeah, he's hanging up there. How are you doing? you are good. But anyway, back back to the, the, the Continental Cup. Yeah, JT Davis and Jake Wimmenin, two players that I think have got a huge future in the sport. I expect to see them a lot more. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, looking at it, the only... Huge shock, I'd say, in the opening round was Larry Butler beating Jim Long. Yeah, I did not see it. To be fair, Larry Butler played really well. Back end of the match, he was absolutely mint. Yeah, a shout out for the coverage, by the way, because I wasn't staying up there, Mowers, but I was able to watch some of it back on there uh, on Facebook, which was good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to, I didn't have to stay up like you did, Phil, so I had the delight of watching it the next day. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that was certainly the shock. I think when we, me, you, Dan, done predictions last week, was we all expected a good run from Jim because of oh, that's what we've seen over the past few weeks. Yeah. Um, and less from Larry. So that was the, certainly the surprise of round one. Yeah. Moving in day two, quarterfinals, what a lineup. And again, the, the huge, there was, there, was, there was one shock and one disappointment. First of all, the disappointment was how poor Leonard Gates was in that quarterfinal. Yes, he they... never, ever, ever looked settled once. No, the Look, release Jake... and the snap in his throw just wasn't there. It was like he was chasing him, and it, it was like he'd already made his mind up, but it just wasn't happening for him. He didn't look to change anything. He never looked to change his pace or settle down. He just seemed to accept it was happening. I think that annoyed me more than anything else about that performance, in that he just. From the go, it wasn't there, and I'm going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, you just didn't 
just didn't look him himself. And yes, Taylor played well, but he was also allowed to play well by how poor Leonard was. Yeah. Um, again, Stowe Bunts, again, not at his best, but didn't need to be against Larry Butler. The David Cameron, Danny Lowby game was an incredible game to watch. Thoroughly enjoyed that one. That's what one of the best games of the whole tournament. Yeah. I want to go back to after seeing Larry put out Jim Long the night before to watch how badly I don't want to say fell off, but he never looks comfortable at all. He looks like he's throwing across himself constantly and somehow manages to get the darts. And like the action isn't there anymore. It's not Larry of old at all. It almost looks uncomfortable. And there's part of me that's wondering how much longer Larry can go on. Yeah, that's that. That is the thing. It's it seems to just keep doing enough just to keep getting to events at at his age, but it's going to take its toll in the end. Um, and then the number one seed went. It was a good game. Uh, Jason Raynham played really well, but Spellman n- normally on the outer ring, solid as a rock, but he just missed a couple of key doubles when it mattered and, and paid the ultimate price. Yeah, it did just that. There's a lot of expectation, I think, from on Spellman going into this as seeded one. Um, and then highly tipped last week from the three of us to Del Deep. Um, so it was disappointing, I guess, to to then fall at the quarterfinal hurdle. But very good win by Brendan. Yeah, com- completely. Um, then the, the semi-finals... Um, Again, Stowe Bunts, that once Spellman went, became the overwhelming favourite, the form he's been in this year, um, to, to go and get the job done. And he beats Jacob Taylor comfortably. And then uh, Jason Brandon, again, fairly comfortable against David Cameron in that in that semi-final. And David Cameron just didn't quite hit the levels that he hit to beat Lauby that round before. He's another who I'm worrying about his top level game at the moment. Because we're seeing it less and less. When he qualified for the World Seniors Masters the very first time, he was already there at the Lakeside, obviously. Um, he was excellent. He was brilliant. He absolutely ran through that field like it was a hot knife through butter at times. And and that's an incredibly um, tough little field to get through in Reading. To then go on and win the Masters as a qualifier was was superb. He was putting together good runs. And he just seems, the edge seems to have been taken off David Cameron right now. He then went to Ali Pali. We've then seen him playing more seniors events over the last year. And just not quite delivering when he's backed up against the wall. What's up? What happened there? Keith was being a knob, so he's been... That's Removed. <laughs> um, basically. Um, I tell you, before we look at the final, um, one of the men we've been talking about was in. Mr. Spellman is in the chat room. Uh, my pleasure to stay up, mate, for it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I said on Twitter, thoroughly looking forward to seeing you at the Alexandra Palace, mate. Appreciate it. And, and he said... Um, uh, we did the marker thing to try and put some life into the crowd. I, I liked it. I'll second that. I, I, well, I liked it, mate. I thought it was good. <laughs> Gob? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was, no, Anthony, I, I liked it and it was good. No, the final, going into it, Stowe Bunce was the huge favourite. But Jason Brandon gave him something to think about in this one. He didn't have it all his own way. I mean, we should probably be asking you questions here because I fell asleep at the quarterfinal stage. Yeah, I, I watched it all night. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was it was superb and just what what we've seen from North America this year, I'm genuinely excited to see how it goes again in twenty four because there was a rise before COVID. Look, COVID stopped the world in terms of darts. We, we all know that. But last year we saw an improvement. This year we've seen a massive improvement. And I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes again next year, how it gets bigger, how it develops. I loved cross-border for the first time. Continental Cup was a, another success. And just looking at it right now, that the DPA and then arguably the Asian Tour was on the rise, but right now, in terms of affiliate tours, this is the one. Hundred percent. I um, I don't think there is any question about that. The the year has been very good. It's hard not to see next year being better. Quality of players. Um, the field this weekend just sort of sums that up, I guess. And like, I was a huge fan of the cross border as well. That's certainly one that needs to stay. But this um. This just showed once again the quality that's in the CDC. And it, you know what? It's no surprise that we're talking about the quality of a couple of days because they just tend to always deliver now. And that is a level of set and it just needs to be maintained and then pushed even further. I agree. I mean, uh, I was sat there counting the number of USA and Canada flags and I remembered that it's cross-border where there's half and half. <laughs> yeah. Um, Where's the rest of the Canadians in this? Obviously, there's, look, there's still some names that didn't play. Joey Liner is one of them that is building a nice little reputation for himself that, that wasn't involved this weekend as well. So, look, they've still got players in reserve from what we've seen as well. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these come across and have a real good go at Q School as well. Because we've seen Jeff Smith, Matt Campbell come come and do great things. Um, but I think there's another breed waiting to come across and take it to another level, go past. And this this is not this is not a, a slur on Jeff Smith or anything like that. There's a new breed waiting to go past and raise the bar from what Jeff Smith has already done this side of the pond. And I think, unfortunately for for those players with wherever the tour is based, part of that involves a commitment to to move over here full time. Jeff hasn't quite done that. Danny Baggish did it for two years; it didn't quite work out for him. And don't get me wrong; it is a massive leap and jump to do. Danny Lauby based himself over here for for most of the year, I believe, but. 
Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that England or the UK is the best place in the world to live right now because it's just not, right? But unfortunately, this is where the majority of darts at the pro level is based. And if you're going to have a serious crack at it, then you have to be prepared to make that jump over here. And I think Stowe Bunce might be the new Raymond Smith in that regard, in that just content being the big fish at home. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's interesting. And if you are one of the ones coming across, I know I tried to get out of them on the Zooms, but um, they wouldn't give it to me. Which Q school do you do? I'm not sure anymore. <clears throat> really, I'm not sure anymore. I think the split will be fairly equal. Again, I still think it's a bit up in the air, isn't it? The, I think the very, very top level players will be in Europe. I think there'll then be a, a bigger range of solid players in the UK. And I think there'll be a bigger drop-off in... Europe. I also think you might get a few more experiences in Europe this year. I genuinely think Europe will offer more cards this year. Because there'll be more there. So on the pro router, they'll have more. Yeah. 100%. I think the depth is better in the UK. I think at the very, very top level, Europe is going to be more difficult to contend with. And if you draw... four of those or three of those in three days, you're in for a tough ride. Um, but actually, if you are also then picking up your Keith Carters and your your Nathan Richards equivalents in Europe next year, there's a very good chance to rack up a lot of points. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's... Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, so that was the, the Continental Cup, and that wraps up the CDC Tour for 2023. Like we said, a thoroughly good tournament. Right, back to PDC ranking action. And it is the European Championships. Uh, Rob, I'm speaking to Coward at the moment, mate, literally as we're doing this. Um, and there is no YouTube verification, unfortunately. Um, no, you can be a moderator or a member or whatever. Not just membership. Um, but European Championship, boys. Ross Smith looking to defend his title. Before we look at the draw, can he? Will he? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, no. Can he? 100% he can. It's a bit, the most difficult thing to do is defend a title. And it's a tough start. I don't think he will. I say tough start, it's a tough quarter. Do you think he will, Dom? I'm more inclined to believe that he can, given his run this week, that, that win in the Pro Tour just adds that little bit to it. I don't think he's going to catch anybody cold like he did last time. I think if, if Ross Smith is going to win this, he has to produce near to his A game for the entire tournament. Whereas last time he was producing a little bit of B game, but the 180s sort of caught people off guard a bit last time. I think they're going to be expecting that. Yeah. So I'm trying to find the draw from the emails because it's that much. James, to answer your question, the draw is based on your seeding in the European Tour. So yeah. the draw was ready after the last Euro Tour event. Yeah, so it's one place 64. One place 32. Yeah. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just down, just down down to the players' championship just yet. Yeah. I was just, just getting the draw <laughs> up here. So yeah. Um, Rob Smith starts with a very much in form. Ricardo Petrescu, and if they both come through, he plays MVG round two. That's what I mean. It's not nice. It is not nice start at all. No, it's a, it, it's a tough section when also throw in there you've got Damon Hetto, Jean Van Veen and Josh Rock, Daryl Gurney. That'd be fun. So it, so if, it, you, if it, you beat if you beat Petrescu and then MVG you've then got probably an inform Hetter Van Veen or Rock or Gurney <laughs> who've come through that section it's tough. Very, it is very tough, but it could also very well be Petrescu, who is in decent form but isn't quite used to top top TV yet. Rasmus brings an upset on Van Gerwen, and then Daryl Gurney, after producing two brilliant performances, does his usual and chucks one in. And all of a sudden, Ross Smith is in the semi final. Doesn't happen though. He said it does. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I've got a feeling Mr. Bars will be uh, throwing out asking for our prediction soon. I was just 
trying to date in early to see if that was well, your way in. I've got a question, first of all. Before we look at any of the role, the naming of the event, should it be called the European Championships or should it be called the Euro Tour Finals? I'm up for the European Championships. I've, I've got no problem. I'm just asking a, a, a question. Euro Tour Finals. Why should it be the European Championships? Why not? Because if it's not won by a European player, it sounds a bit weird. Nah. Damon Hetter wins the European Championship. Simon Whitlock did, didn't he? Simon Whitlock did. wins. I'm sure there was questions then. How old do you think Jackie is, Cal? Piss off. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't mind e e either way. I was just asking the question, that's all. Being it's based off of the Euro Tours, we've got the Players' Championship Finals, which are based off the Players' Championships. <laughs> that's two dark players that have absolutely rinsed you know god for having prime bottles behind and i've got another two so i've got one in my car and one on the floor somewhere as well oh yeah Callum, you were right he's about seven mentally why because i'm not allowed Proper energy drinks, am I? So, you know. Yeah, Tyson, just don't have energy drinks then. Just because you're part-time with this shit doesn't mean the rest of us are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this, this is all I do, right? Yeah. Um, right, so I would like chat room as well. Get involved. I would like your standout tie of round one, please. And remember... Round one is only best of 11. Ross Smith and retired now, Jackie. <laughs> but it could well be, by the way. No worries, Cal. Our pleasure, mate. The Riot is going to do an extended stint next week. Killing it. If he doesn't, um, if he doesn't come on now with a prime bottle in shot, I'll be very, very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> was that your pit for first round, Dave? The fumble double. Was no, was it? <laughs> Why? Opening but, up the show, I saw. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's one of two picks here for the first round type, and that is all. I only got one. Um. Two, one of two. No, I have that two. Sorry. Two seconds. Um, Let me see if I can. Yeah, a lot of the chat room's got one. The the, the two picks are Dave Chisnall against Chris Doby and Damon Hetter against Gian Van Vick. No, I think you're missing one. What? Nathan Aspinall and Ryan Searle. No. That, that delivers. No. Kieran, well said. No. Nathan Aspinall, Ryan Searle is in the midst of Chizzy and Dolby 
and Hetter and Van Veen. If they play that match 10 times, how many times do you expect Nathan Aspinall to win that game? Five. You're deluded. It's <laughs> at least eight. Not at not a best of eleven. Yeah. But the the good thing is about this, I'm not watching it ten times. I'm only watching it once. Yeah, but that's how I'm deciding if it's a good game or not. Like, how often is it a coin toss? Right now, Dave Chisnell, Chris Dobie is an absolute coin toss. I don't think Hetter and Van Veen is. Maybe not. I, I think, think it's intriguing because Van Veen will step it up. I think Michael Smith Barney's going to be a good game just because Michael Smith's in no kind of form right now. Because of that, it makes it more difficult to pick a winner, but I don't see it being a great game on that basis. So now to answer your question, it's best of 11 first round, second round's best of 19, so it's the quarterfinals, then it's best of 21 for the semifinals and the final. Bugger off, Chris. I wish we could see Justin Pye versus Liam Mandel Lawrence. No. It still went down before Noppy and Andrew Dildy on night one. <laughs> right, there we go. There's, there, there's the draw for everyone that hasn't got it. I had to just resize it quickly. Um, I'll tell you what I think is an underrated game. I think Shin the Bunting's very underrated. Nah, because Bunting... Oh, it's in Germany, isn't it? Bugger. Correct. You have to take these things into consideration, young Jack. Yum. Thanks. Prime boy. <laughs> invited him. Where's Dan when you need him? He, he's sat in your seat normally. Busy man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a question about you being busy last week, but I'll... Oh, you know what? I'll save that for question time, actually. Oh, here we go. Is it about the quiz? I'll save it for question time. <laughs> it's about the quiz. And me with them firm, no one deny. Pretending to be intelligent. Go mm. um, on, Matters. Who's he playing first round on Thursday? Dark Charles Philip. <sighs> um, right. So, I would like your semi-finalists, chat room, and you two. I'd like to win the lottery, but it ain't happening. you got to buy a ticket first. True. Yeah, Sam was on about Madders Rasma. Just checking. <laughs> Liar. Go on, Madders, against your best friend. <laughs> Could have said that a lot worse then. <laughs> right. Um, 
when I look at it, that that top core is actually horrid to try and pick. That's the only one I've picked one in. The other one I'm struggling with. Other three, I should say, I'm struggling with. got three it's that top one i can't pick i'll pick the top one easy i'll pick top one easy as well Right. Are we good to go? Who are you going with? Semi-final one. Dave Chisnell. Takes on Derwin Price. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And who's your second semi-final? Second semi-final is Joe Tullen versus Damon Hetter. Rogue? Not wrong. I've got three the same. The only difference is I've got Stephen Bunting in the top top quarter. Bunting, Price, Cullen, Hetter. Rogue. Sorry. Sorry, Damon, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. rogue at all. Rogue. Come oh, on then. Michael, 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 Michael. Michael, Michael. <laughs> the, the only one I can't make my mind up is the top one. Semi-final, semi-final number two is Luke Humphries against Michael Van Gerwen. No, it's not. Humphries is knackered. He'll find a way. No, he's knackered and he frustrated with his pro tour form this week. No. He comes through on TV. He gets rid of Dolan. I just think he outscores Cullen. Nope. Not this time. Um, Joseph. And over the over the first 10, I don't think Damon beats MVG. He hasn't got to. So you go and Rasmo or Smith get rid of him, are you? Again. Nah, not for me. Again. But anyway, and then... Then it'll be like Peter Everson to Phil Taylor. And then I agree, going price comes through his little section. And he will play... I really want to do this, but I don't know if I can bring myself to. Don't say Barney. No, I I think... I actually think he plays Peter Wright. Wrong. (laughs) I'm going Peter Wright, Gerwin Price... Luke Humphreys, MVG. Wrong. 
So, from there, winner and runner-up. He's winning one this year, I'm telling you. Dave Chisnell. You're Wrong. going Dave Chisnell to win three Wrong. games in a session. He beats Damon Hetter in the final. Wrong. Wrong. Because by then it'll be chiselled. So he's done it with him on one day and it's probably <laughs> no, the best place to be. No, he, he will yeah. forever be the yellow Terry Jenkins. Yeah. No. Price beats Cullen. Which gets Joe in the Grand Slam. And he'd care about that more than winning the Euros. Just, um, get, just get into the final be a relief and that'll be why it yeah. was dreadful. Because um, he's done enough then. Especially in a three-session afternoon. Two to get there. Gets himself in the slam. I'm sure he's not there already. I'm going Gezi beats MBG in the final. Yeah, he's not there yet. Time for Cheesy, I'm telling you. It is time for Cheesy. Time for Africa, Samina, Mina. <laughs> he wasn't qualified for the slam average in 83, by the way. Chat room, what are we saying? We've got a love. We've got uh, Gezi beats Cullen, uh, Price over Humphreys, um, Bunting Price. Yeah, I like that. Um, Cross beats De Souza in the final. Good luck if that comes in. Good luck watching that. That'll be a slog. Um, it is on ITV, and Wadey does love an ITV November resurgence. I just can't see it, though, at the moment. Can you? No, but... <laughs> yeah. um, to be fair, yeah, it's always it's always a good tournament in Dortmund. The atmosphere is good. It's a big arena though, so I'm just worried that it may, especially Thursday night, may be a little empty. A bit like the Euro Tour used to be, because it's, it's a big arena to to hide as well. Uh, also, room to sign autographs at the back, though. <laughs> um, we spoke about it last week that Machine Seeker are sponsoring this. Also, another one that came out it's another kazoo tournament that has disappeared in the Grand Slam, has a new sponsor. Do, do, do we think that? They may have been telling a few porky pies when we said we'd, they'd, we'd see Kazoo again on a stage. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is all. So, who do we think is going to do the Players' Championships? <laughs> Mr. Green and Matt. Mr. Green? What's it's a random show? Cash converters. What's on the high street these days? Fuck all. Charity shop? <laughs> Costa Coffee. Turkish Barber. Bathing Chops. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe another one. Highest bidder, you'd think. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. For, for the sport, surely it's better that they have a variety of sponsors instead of the one. I understand why they did it. Yeah. Yes. Let them gremlins out from the dark for once. They just took Kazoo's money, didn't they? They took it yeah. as part of a big deal for Snooker. Cinch would be hilarious, by the way. What's that? Cinch would be absolutely hilarious, by the way. Because <laughs> you spend all that money that PDC have already robbed and Cinch come in for half the price and get advertised straight over the top of where they're supposed to be. Look, it's going to be interesting. I know how much has been quoted for the Premier League and there are only a handful of companies that have that kind of money, i.e. bookies. No one else, I don't think, has that kind of budget. Prime? <laughs> Probably Sam, I saw in the Jack Roman pink shorts. Um... <laughs> it's the prime Premier League. Please, <laughs> just call it the Prime League and be done with it. Yeah, but to be honest, if they did the Prime Premier League, the prices at the arenas would probably be the same prices they was charging about six months of there for a bottle. <laughs> only fan, the only fans players championship. <laughs> People, there's certain players who might. Really qualify, want to qualify for that more than what they are right now. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the what, what's being touted for the Premier League is ex, extortionate in terms of a figure that like I'm sure it's financially worth it for the people that do it, but fucking rhyme. <laughs> The thing is with that one, Mark, is if Prime sponsor it, that's Dob who's prancing around on the stage with a bottle. The Players' Championship Final, sponsored by Prime Boy. So, did anyone want to their new next collaboration? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, how funny was it when Amanda Holden was trending on Twitter last week? More Amanda Holden, please. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting. We don't, we're not expecting to see um, Kazoo again. Uh, another one seems, seems like another week, and we talk about Lakeside. They've lost another seed. Um, congratulations to Hopi Puhau, who won the Oceanic Masters, taking his place at Alexandra Palace. I think it's been confirmed that's the route he's taken again. Why? Why you went in it if you're not if that's you're not going to? Um, so was that seven? Now enough for Liam Mandel Lawrence to get a call up anyway. It was reserve one, wasn't it? That's way too high. Saying that there's different criteria depending on qualification, isn't it? It's but top time is running out now um, for players. So I don't think there's going to be that many more. Is there that can drop out? Potentially, can Andy Barton and Yella? What can one of them still qualify through the 
one of the PDC qualifiers. Right, so um, I'm just nicking this off Yetzi's Twitter. So confirmed, Liam Mandel-Lawrenson, Danny Porter and Leonard Gates have ticks next to their name. They cannot be caught. They, they are going to Lakeside because of the ones that have already pulled out. Yeah. There's still two from the Challenge Tour, a West Europe qualifier, an East Europe qualifier, four PDC Tour card holder qualifiers. So, in theory, there are still potentials of Barton's, Klassen, Biowetsky as well. Yes. Um, when when's the cutoff for Lakeside? Pass. As in. As in, once we know the field is set, it must be. It's got to be the end of this month. Why has it? Because the tournaments in the first weekend in December, surely you have to have a get a draw out. Draw should be out there, really. <coughs> After Hungary this weekend. Just lucky. Uh, Chris, I, I think it was to do with the fact that there was other tour card holders and he went to, he lost in the final of the qualifier, I think. The qualification period, yeah, cuts off Monday, October the 30th, and the draw will take place next Wednesday. That's interesting. Look, I, I, I appreciate that they have to do what's best for their tournament. But the fact the draw is going to be done when there are still potential pullouts, it's not a good thing, is it? I know, I know there's nothing can be done, but it's just not a good scenario, is it? Final seeding order to be determined a week today. Yep. Um. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to to see once those other qualifiers for Alexandra Palace happens. Is Edgar yet? Yeah, uh, Edgar was near to qualify, and that's why he's not done any tournaments since winning in was it Slovenia? Yes, because he what he he's openly he wants to go and do it next year, but didn't want to go in this year. So that's part of the reason why he hasn't done any more tournaments because he was close. Um, if a seed pulls out the draw, do we then get a full reshuffle? I don't think so. I think if a seed seed to that, anybody to come in as a replacement would just replace whoever's withdrawn. Yeah, from the draw. So, yeah, it's just a straight shoehorn in, shoehorn out. Just think if you're number one seed, for example, Belgian qualifiers. 
elsewhere drops out all around it's not a great look it's but they've got to look after their competition and i fully appreciate they have to do it's just it's just not great There's not a there's not a huge question mark on tickets, but it's only fair to the players who are playing who have. Of course, yeah, because they need to find out when they're playing and and, and stuff like that, which I completely get. Um, but like you say, if the number one seed all of a sudden goes, then questions are like, yeah. Um, so that is that. Uh, Super Series at the weekend. God refereed the final. Um, Champions Week is ever so close now. But fair play to Matty Denon. Um, some battle against Scott Taylor in that final. It was, it was a good final tonight, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, like, Schlichting was a leg away three different ways. To qualify, like that's how tight his group was. If he'd won an extra leg the way it fell in that final game, they'd have been heading to a nine-out shootout. Then, like, there was literally only two scores that could have knocked him out at that point. Like, any Reese win would have put him through. Uh, a Tom win four, Neil or four, one would have put him through. Um, yeah, it, it was just harsh, especially after taking that one, two, four to beat Tom to put himself in that position as well. Um, to miss out by a leg, yeah, that, that was cruel uh, in that group. Um, in the other group, I think David Davies would admit himself that he was fortunate enough just to have made Saturday night. I, d- I don't think his form was was that great, and just getting to that Saturday, um, I think was, was a bit of a bonus for him in, in that regard. He was a bit gutted with the way he played, because uh, as was Kevin Edwards, to be fair, they said, look, you worked so hard just to get all the way back here. Um, and then it, it doesn't come off or it doesn't happen for you sort of thing. Um, but the, the, the final four was one of the best final fours I think we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was it was, it was was good. But just before we touch on that, I went to the loo, obviously, because I was producing, and David Schlichting was sat on the stairs and he was absolutely devastated. Yeah. The way he the went. Is, between him and Tom, they, they knew every single scenario. Yeah. Oh, All 100%. All week they'd known it through Group A, B, and C. They they'd known from the start. They were following every single time a table came up. They all knew exactly what they had to do because those two were just on it. Oh, completely. Um, but look, I don't have a say in it. But I'd like to think that they'd done enough to get another invite at some point. Yeah, both of them. Um, but before we go on that, the Friday night shenanigans on the bullseye was just TV gold. Um, Tom Lonsdale was an absolute character. Yeah. I mean, the first time we saw it from him all week was the 13 bull on the 63. And obviously 13 is the right way to go anyway. Trouble 13 does leave 24. It was the surprise of that second up. But Reese, I think, would already qualified maybe or was already steady. And I'm not sure we'd gone three bulls or he'd attempted something rogue. The visit before, I basically Tom fired in, looked and went, "Well, I had to, didn't I? Because you did." <laughs> and that was sort of like the birthing of the Tom that everybody knows. Yeah, 
And then it was the 104 treble 18 ball and two darts. That completely caught me off guard. <laughs> so, we had a message because I was in comms with, with Matt. We had a message from Mike Norton saying, This is usual. He does it at home all the time. He will never refuse a ball. Yeah. Which was. And part of me is all over it. Like, it, it is a, dart, a double. And I know it's a smaller double, but if it's one that you practice regularly, it is a dart at a double. Yeah. Like, I, as, as logic as laying up is. Right, if you miss the big number, there's a chance you don't you return to not get a dart at a double at all. You keep missing big numbers or you have a bounce out or something. A dart at a ball is a dart to win a leg. Look, I get it. I'm I'm I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> there's there's gotta be a time and place for it though, Dob. I know you say that now. But if that was in a last led shootout or a the final that in a tight game, you'd be pressuring that if someone then hit 25. Maybe. <laughs> I've got a feeling that stupid sign would, would appear at some point. Maybe. Depends, I don't it? Depends if, if the player hits it, then it's the right way to go. Ultimately, I, I sit here and call people stupid for going stupid routes all the time, but. If, if they hit it, it's not stupid. It's not wrong. It, it's only ever wrong if two visits later you lose the leg. And two visits, not one, because there's a chance you'd have missed the dart at the double if you laid up anyway. Two visits later, you, you lose the leg. That's when you judge if a visit was wrong or not. Scott Taylor's 99 was walking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. There was just some absolute showmanship this week. Um, looking forward to it. But on to today. Nice to see David Evans back playing well. It's a bit of both, isn't it? That action is still absolutely solid. He's, he's just done enough today. I don't. I think he's got more levels. I think he's going to need more levels to get through this week. I think Group B is stacked. Group C has got some interesting players coming into it as well. But I think he's just done enough. Fallon pretty much produced her worst game of the day against David Evans, or close to it. Yeah. I don't think anybody else really got close to landing a glove. Wolfie got better as the day went on. Yeah, no, he did. I was quite disappointed with the two ADC European players this week so far, Schroeder and, and Mario Robbie. Uh, ish, but there's a, there was a lot to like about Schroeder. I thought, I think he can develop into a good player. Yeah. Um, yes, Connor, we will be. Um, but no, it's all good. Right, let's get question time open, whilst because we always forget something. We expect any announcements this week, Boise, that you can tell us? You like an announcement? Someone else has probably dropped out. Um, question one, though. How did Dob do last week on the quiz? <laughs> Finish fifth. From five or? About 30. 
Yeah, for, that, for those that don't know, Gob stood us up to go to a pub quiz last week. There was one darts question, by the way, which we got right. I should freaking well hope so. Which was? <laughs> it wasn't even a proper darts question. It was put these five darts scores in order from lowest to fin- lowest to highest. <laughs> if you would have got that wrong. Oh, I would have been livid. <laughs> the annoying thing was in a round where, so it's like the penultimate round and there's six questions. And if you get the answer right and neither of the top two teams get it right, you immediately jump up to first place in the quiz. Well, there was only two teams that got it right, us and another one, and they were already in the top two. So it denied us the opportunity. Um, Right, so remember, drop us a like, everyone, as well. Um, And subscribe if you haven't. We're almost at 32K. So, before we start answering everyone's questions, have we missed anything in a week in darts? Not previous. It's got to be a first. Normally we miss something glaring. Not that I know of. There was no... Yeah. Oh, there was the North Macedonia, Northern Cyprus Open. All I know is Paula Jacqueline didn't win it and then jumped in the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) Solid input. I want to say something, but I better not. Cheaper than a shower. Um, (laughs) Right. Pass. Right. If we think of anything, we'll we'll come up with it. But we'll answer some questions. We haven't done a proper question time in a while. It's been you literally like... said that last week. Yeah, but then we got sidetracked again. <laughs> we we said this last week, and we got sidetracked talking about something else. And then we looked up, and it was like, ah. Uh. Um. So. Uh. Yep. Yeah, def- we are definitely streaming next week, guys. What Phil is? Yeah. Because I may or may not be back on the South Coast. Peace. Because he's because he's trying to be big headed now. I'm going to put him back in his place. He's only got an invite back because Owen and Charlie are at the Pro Tour. Yeah, there's no one else. <laughs> I am. I am next. I'm only joking. You did a good job, mate. I'm just putting you back in your place. That was all. Um, Raf says. Who will be the next woman to get a tour card? Ballon. Yeah, just because Bob's got no interest in it. Yes. But, yeah. Um, I did speak to Fallon today as well, and we were asked this. Yes, she is going to Q School. Is this a permanent swap back to Dolly Shoes, by the way? Because she did make a big deal about changing to trainers and being comfortable. But the women's series where she won three out of four... And today she's in Dolly's. Yeah, because she just she wins games in Dolly shoes. Fair enough. Um, would you like to see the challenge tour? Would you like to see a challenge tour final? I would. Finals. For, yeah. Open up level fifty two or whatever they've called it now in Minehead and put it in there. 
<laughs> you called it level. I called it area 51 or whatever it was. <laughs> stage 12. I mean, or I went stage 57. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah I'm, too fat. I'm, I'm there in a couple of weeks. I will get the actual name of it. Area 51 <laughs> sounds better. Yeah, but it's definitely not right. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to have a look. Is it not just stage two? No. There's a, there's a huge sign outside of it, and it's not stage two. You two chat amongst yourselves. I'm not sure it's that difficult to find that. Are you just trying to find the name of the place in Minehead? Yeah. yeah. Studio 36. Yeah, I just downloaded the map. Studio 36. I beat you to it. You're useless. It's because I haven't got my Mac here. I've got a stupid Windows machine. I don't know where everything is. Boomer. Um, yeah, but no, going back to the original one, yes, I would like to see a challenge tour. That's why you got sidetracked last week, because instead of just going, yes, we'll put it in there, you went, oh no, let's go and find the name of it. <laughs> um, you don't need PCF to move earlier, because PCFs have played over two venues. You could open up upstairs or 36. Or 51. You could run um, it simultaneously if you want to go watch others. Fine. Yeah. What's I don't your know favorite? what you do is the final into the Players' Championship finals evening. Uh, God, what is your favourite prime? So far, the tropical wasn't bad, you know. I had an orange one in Portsmouth. That was good. Um... Where will Luke Littler be in 12 months? Florida's still the little shit. He said hello earlier, by the way. Hope you're well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, 12 months to the day? Probably at Pro Tour. <laughs> That's a bit literal. Uh, I'm going to say... World number 72. I think he'll have had a very good opening year. He'll have won a pro tour and be sat very nicely. I think he'll have a good year. I'm not sure he'll go on and win anything year one. I included pro tour in that, but I think he'll have a very, very good year. Um. Do PDC players have more leeway in regards to engagement with fan content? You never see Premier League footballers in chat rooms. Yeah, basically. Mm. Yes and no, I guess. Because you see the likes of Ben Foster with his own YouTube channel. I know he's an exception, but a lot of them stream as well. A lot of footballers will now sit in game or whatever. Deli Ali when he was a footballer, instead of whatever he's turned into now. 
Um, I think it's just what they choose to do. It's a lot safer for them to not be. Yeah. I mean, we've had we've had Matthew Stevens in the chat room, who's a professional snooker player. We've had darts players in there. We've, we've had all sorts in there. Yeah. But yeah, they have got more leeway because they haven't got clubs to answer to or anything like that. Yeah. Where? Yeah, we're still not sure a club's going to tell someone off for going to a chat room. It's oh, just that I, think footballers, I think footballers are so, especially at a professional level, are just so disengaged from the public now because the opinion is that the public is just there to trip footballers up and earn a quick penny from the tabloids. Um, who do you think will be in and out of the world spots from the Pro Tours come the conclusion of PC30? Oh. Let's get darts rankings up. The hallowed. Brooks will be out. Waterman will be out. Zonovan will be lucky to cling on. Two of those I agree with. I think Brooks and Watermana. I think Hempel gets in. Yeah, he started to play well again. And the other one that I'd take a punt on right now is Stephen Burton. Yes. I still think Suits finds a way in. I'm not sure which one. But I think Suits will find a way in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Hempel gets in. Uh, yes, Mark, we will be streaming, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, should the Masters be a ranked tournament? No. No. Yes, but they change it where the top 32 are in and you rank it. No. But at the moment, the Masters in its current format and where it's placed has absolutely no relevance at all. You have to give it some relevance. Yeah, but to do that, you need three and a half, four months away from where it is. It'd have to be the other end of the Premier League. The, the World Championships cannot be the race to get into the Masters. There has to be a way for players to move their ranking afterwards to qualify for it. If you're going to rank it, you can't just give players that have done well at the Worlds or top 32 the chance to extend their lead even further. Oh, here's a TV event that carries the biggest weight in. By the way, here's another one for you lot to build an even bigger lead on everybody else. No. Yeah. Agreed. No, for me, yeah, you have to give it... At the moment, the Masters has no point whatsoever. Sandwich between two Premier League nights. Uh, have a good one now. I hope you are good. Uh, yeah, Bo did win in Cyprus. Uh, yes, I am going to the Euro Tour. I'm um, Euro Tour Finals. Um, so, yeah. European Championships. <laughs> Uh, our pleasure, Missy. Glad you were in. Um, what do you guys think about Matt saying no changes to the Premier League um, for more than two stuff? Look, I'd I said to you boys, didn't I, before that interview, that I had a funny feeling there'd be no changes just listening to conversations in and around. So I, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised. I mean, I agree. 
what he said. That that might be the most sensible thing he's ever said. <laughs> but it was interesting what Matt did also say in that interview. He was like, we've listened to the feedback, but ultimately, it's our opinion that matters. <laughs> that was that was the words. Stupid. Uh, I don't know if it, James. I don't know if he'll ever go back to the old format, but the format will change again. That's a certainty. It's just a case of what that is changed to the next mutation of the Premier League. What that looks like. Right now, I'm a bit at the stage of do what you want with it, but extend the players. I don't think it will ever be over 10 players. Even dead back to 10? Why reduce? I I, I don't think it will, it will ever be over 10. Yeah, dead to 10 then? Correct. Current format is shy, but we all know why it exists and we all know why it will stick around. Money, 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 money. Because there's more markets for a bookmaker to offer odds on in an eight-man knockout than there is a five single matches on a night. That's not the only reason the Premier League exists. That's the reason why the format will stay the way it is. But when they're paying the most money... It's the same reason you'll get more streaming boards at the Pro Tour next year. Which might solve the current shit show that was this weekend, by the way. (laughs) I was waiting for this. I'm surprised it's taken an hour and 52 minutes. Are you not happy, Gob? It's fucking moronic. Moronic to you? Absolutely no common sense used at any point when players are withdrawing that is then meaning the even number seeds become the odd number seeds the following day so they're back on a streaming board. Stupid. Absolutely fucking stupid. And then, and then they go and break their own rule to keep fucking Barney on a streaming board on the final day. Tell us what you really feel, Dom. Fucking morons. <laughs> and this is, ladies and gentlemen, why he'll never be a professional referee or marker. Because he wouldn't be able to say things like this. I would. I just wouldn't be here. There's a difference. I'd That's sack you I mean. for a, a job. You wouldn't be able to say what you want. You'd, when they say, oh, Jack, what do you think of this? Oh, I think this is a lovely idea. I'm not taking that from you, Phil. <laughs> Look at him, he's raging. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> Hank Irwin could literally rock up at Alexandra Palace of an AK 47, murder 15,000 people, and you go, Oh, yeah, but he was having a bad day. It's all right. You won't do it again. Yeah, what's your point? So don't give me shit for selling out potentially in the future when you've already done it for three years. No, well, your bread's bad. I'm not... No. <laughs> Calling out for potentially selling out down the line when you've already sold your soul to the devil is, is not the place to be. Hey, there's always room for a dance with the devil, you know that. He's raging. You're just a moron. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We've set him over the edge. 
Um, how far than the tour card race are people still in with a chance of keeping their card this year? Van Dongen up for me. What are you boys saying? I'm saying you're stupid. <laughs> I'm still fuming. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> 135 shows of this nonsense. <laughs> well, what? <coughs> Love it, really. Yeah, for, for me, Van Dongen up can still keep their card. I'll give you Scott Waits as well, because I think he's playing all right, whereas I don't think Ted Evans is. Yeah, I, I, I can go with that. Um, Great. Um, should all the Pro Tours um, be done before the start of October when all the majors start? No. I don't like the fact they're done before the Grand Slam. What would you have? Ones after? I'd have another block. I'd have another block before the Players' Championship Finals. I'd have another... Wait, What? There's not time. There is now they're moving to midweek. So you're going to do a week-long Grand Slam, finish on the Sunday, then have Players' Championships Tuesday and Wednesday and my head starts on Friday. And you said I was being stupid. Or push mine back a weekend. Because that will really upset someone else. <laughs> and you know they're not afraid of doing that. Go on, go and clash with it. See who's got the better viewing figures. Your Albanian pay-to-view TV or ITV. Go on. Yeah, but the issue is you know they do it as well. Exactly. So then you've got time for more Pro Tours, a final race to that. You can have your standalone qualifiers and whatever. <laughs> it would be funny. It would. I've just given them the best idea they've ever had. You wait for that calendar next year. Uh. More Pro Tours. What dark player would be the best in I'm a Celebrity? Oh. I'm not saying dark player, but I'm seeing a number of rumours that Mr. Phil Taylor might be heading into the jungle this year. Really? He's also stated previously that he'd love to have a go at it. 
We're going to find out. Seriously? I've just WhatsApped him. When is the next edition? I've just WhatsApped him. We'll find out. It's time, isn't it? It's around the same time as the slam. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't pick his darts up again until, what, February? Well, I'll just WhatsApp him. We'll we'll, we'll see if he messages back. Well, if he is, he can't say because we're live and then we just break him one of the biggest rules about the show. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that... Just an exclusive. Just drop that on the show at the very end. By the way, Phil Taylor is going to the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) The The man's well long asleep. Bristow did do I'm a Celeb, and I think that's part of the reason why Phil would do it as well. Yeah. Certainly he's been intrigued by it if he's following in Eric's footsteps. Eric was king of the jungle, wasn't he? Didn't he win it? Or I made that bit up? I don't think he won it. I can't remember. However, I think that was very well edited. Knowing Eric, I think the ITV editors had some, <laughs> some issues editing that. Yeah. Um... That's a good Detore's point. Off to America, isn't he? Who? Dottori. Yeah. Is he going to the jungle first? Possibly. I don't know when. I don't know when racing in America starts, but yeah, he's going over there. That's a good point. That Phil's doing the world championship draw, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. That can be changed. Well, he can do it on a on a link live from the jungle. No, I just won't bother, will he? Do it next year. Uh, to be fair, you laugh. Imagine Wayne doing it. We were in a um, minibus coming back from an exhibition, transferring to the airport. And we were talking to Wayne about how much it had, what his fee would have to be to get him in the jungle. Lots. Not as much as I thought. It's doable. Could you imagine Wayne in the jungle? Come on now. The Tories, Cipriani and Taylor are the ones rumoured for the jungle. Yeah, and they normally get at least one of them, right? Well, Cipriani would make sense. He's got a book to sell. Yeah. So, uh, where is Corey Cadby? Good question. Um, Somewhere in Australia. Gathering dust somewhere. Um, oh, could you imagine? <laughs> Get Vincent in. Yeah, but no one in the UK knows who Vincent is. But it'd be brilliant. But I'd be like sending you in there and calling you a celebrity. <laughs> yes, what's wrong with that? You're not a celebrity. <laughs> You're not even a celebrity in our chat room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? No, the Tory's definitely gone U turned on his retirement and going and racing in America. No, Mark's on about oh. Cadbury, but that's not been announced. What's that? Apparently, Cadby's announced he's retired for good, but that's not been announced at all, has it? Uh, 
night. There's been no social activity from Corey since the 27th of August. <laughs> That's what now I sent me some photos earlier. Yeah, he sent them to me as well. Um uh, I don't know if he's back there, Chris, but he he's banned from playing on the DPA because he owes a fine or something from ages ago. Yes. So I'm I'm pretty sure that once that fine's been paid, he can play again. Um, but he's the type that will just dispute it and not pay it though. But Nathan yeah, Richard, I mean, yeah, just sit so, there saying fuck the DRA instead of paying yeah. it. Again, yeah, it, it, exactly that. But that, that's the reason he's not playing DRA events. Um, yeah. right, everyone, that wraps up show 135. Um, European Championships this week end, so plenty going on. We've got some interviews coming your way this week got to get we've got ross smith gary anderson and ian white for you um some interesting comments from gary i can't remember what he said now <laughs> and i did the bloody interview i can remember what he said because i've edited it <laughs> <laughs> i've got to give a shout out to james by the way yeah because the other week we were sat here and i was like scrolling ebay for kyle anderson stuff and then He's hooked me up with a set of darts, so yeah, nice, super stuff, everyone. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you drop us a like on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, threads. I think we've just about everything covered there here on YouTube. Make sure you give us a thumbs up and subscribe, as always. Thank you for your continued support, plenty coming your way this week, so make sure you are involved throughout. I mean, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood. Lee Boyce, that is us signing out. And remember, before we go, head over to our Facebook and look at the event. Monday, the 11th of December, the Live Lounge Live, coming to you from the Prince of Wales. I am buzzing. Get yourself there for a right Christmas cracker, and we'll see you all very, very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 